Welcome to the Random Tea Random Mini Series podcast. Uh, today we're talking about the uh, second episode of Houdini and Doyle, um, a dish of ad harma, and fuck if I know what that means. Yeah, whatever. Uh, and I'm Queenie. I'm Shania. And yeah, that's so who we are. Yeah. Okay, now I suddenly have to look up the word ad harma. Yeah, because I don't know what, what like that right is. right now. I don't know why I haven't done this before, and I feel ashamed. H. There's an M M A ad harma. H-A-R-M-A, yeah. And Google Sanskrit anonym of Dharma, which means that which is not in accord with the Dharma. Connotations include unnaturalness, wrongness, evil, immorality, wickedness, and vice. Oh, there you go. That makes sense. There was a lot of all that in this episode. Glad we cleared that up. Okay, thank you for edumacating me. That was very important, apparently. So, well, what'd you think? Uh, I thought it was good. It was cute. It, it was fun. Yeah, it was a lot going on. It was complex. It was almost worthy of Sherlock. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what they're trying to do. Really twisty kind of mysteries. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. And it was, it was a little Sherlocky. And again, they're my babies. They are. And they were so much more my babies mm-hmm. in this episode. Um, I enjoyed it. I had fun with it. Yeah. I, again, if you, I think if you go into this not expecting anything remotely factual, because we weren't, um, we were just, we were warned. It was just cute. It was, and we were warned yes. that. Uh, I think I was reading earlier today that uh, Houdini and Doyle didn't even meet till like 1920. <laughs> so, and last week's other the first episode, the pilot was like 1901. Yeah, they didn't even meet till 1920. Uh, Doyle's first wife had already died. Uh, no, Houdini's mom had already died. Yeah, before they met. Oh wow. Um, yeah, so it's just more fun. It was way, way down there. Oh well, of course. Yeah, and waistcoats. Uh, it was. So uh, we have the same writer and director as last week. Okay. Uh, Stephen Hopkins was the director, and the writer uh, David Hustleton. Yeah. Um, and they are both also executive producers for this episode. Cool. Uh, Stephen Hopkins is an executive producer for several. Uh, but David, I think it's just this one, this episode. Okay. But they're both EPs. Um, can we talk about who else worked on this? Who else worked on this episode, Queenie? Arwell Wynn Jones. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. He is a production uh, designer and slash now he's, he's coming in as like uh, an assistant director um, on Sherlock, which we all love. And he is very interactive with the fandom. He is so great. He's constantly giving us tweets of pictures and teasing us. Of the Sherlock set. Of the Sherlock set. Yeah. The Sherlock set. And, well, he's he, he even... posted a picture of the gates. On this episode. In this episode. Um, which the initials on that gate are a nod to his son. Oh, They're his son's initials, I think. I love Arwell. Uh, yeah, he's great. He The thing I love about him is his sets are very meaningful. Yes. He, nothing is done by accident with him. Oh, he is so detailed. So, which is why in last week's episode, I had to go and find the glass of water with the daisies in it. Because I was like, if that's not there, I'm calling shenanigans. Yeah. And it was. Yeah. So, I was very, I was exciting. So, yeah. Or, well, well, I love him. Yeah. He's he's, so he's one of our babies. And his, uh, and his wife. Is Claire. Is Claire. Claire Pritchett. Who uh, is uh, makeup, hair, hair. Yep. Well, mostly she's hair. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if she does makeup, but she, I know she does hair. She does the famous twist and diffuse. Yes, she Gives does. Sherlock his curls and that. She does. Well, she works on many, many shows, Well, I wonder obviously. if she worked on Houdini's curls and this. I don't Because know. They're, they're quite They're lovely. quite curly. Yeah. They are. Um, yeah. I don't know. Are you going to look that up? Um, well, Arwell wasn't. 
he Arwell right now is only credited for the production designer for episodes three and ten. So he's not even credited on IMDb huh. for this, but we know that he, he posted he, on he Twitter posted a picture of that gate. So he did. So I don't know. Check his check his timeline. All right, are you ready for a recap? Yes. Okay, so the episode starts out with a young boy is having a dream. And we see uh, these gates to a building. It's all very wiggly-woo. Um, <laughs> so we see the gates to this building. We see a revolver, uh, gun being shot and a body being thrown into a hole and starting to be buried. Uh, There's a man being thrown into the hole. And the boy wakes up. Mm-hmm. First five minutes of Supernatural right there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so then we go to, uh, there's a woman who has handcuffed herself to a fence, and some police officer's trying to, with a hacksaw, trying to <laughs> saw it off. I thought that yeah. was hilarious. Um, but she's protesting. Uh, it's clear it's, it's about uh, voting rights. Yep, suffragette. Uh, and this is, we're in London, so, right? Mm-hmm. Are we in London? Yeah. Okay. I'm just trying to remember. Uh, and then the, the same young boy from the dream, or who was having the dream, Walks up with a bunch of flowers. Oh, how Isn't sweet. That, sweet. that nice boy brought you flowers. <laughs> um, but he pulls out a gun from the flowers and says, you murdered me. And shoots her in the arm. Like you do. Very, he goes, Pfft. Yeah. He goes very splattery. Yeah. Um, and then there's this great panic. And it's very exciting. Yeah. Uh, so then we go to Doyle. Who's waking up his daughter, who apparently she's late for school. Aww. But she doesn't feel well. She has schoolitis. Um, yeah. He, he feels at her head and she's like, oh, but but it's my stomach. Yeah. And he's like, okay, you know I'm trained as a doctor, right? Yeah. And Daddy ain't dumb. What's, what's wrong? And she goes on about how it's not fair that she has to study midwifery and her brother doesn't. And he agrees that he shouldn't have to because he's eight. And he'd destroy the place. And she's like, um, no, really, gender equality sucks, Yeah, Mar- Mary's not having none of this. And uh, But Doyle's like, oh, but there's a trade-off. There are things you can do that he can't. Like, wear dresses and braid your hair. And even he ain't buying his yeah, bullshit. Yeah, you see his face. He's like, no. He's and, like, this is stupid. And, and she'll be able to experience the joy of childbirth. Again, totally not buying And that's his own when bullshit. he realizes he's, yeah, he doesn't yeah. even go for it. He yeah. says, well, for, you're right. It's not fair. But for now, I need you to grin and bear it. Yeah. And she agrees. And then he goes da- back downstairs, and there's his son. Oh, th- is Mary staying home? He's like, no. And son says, thought she was ill, but Doyle says, I'm a very good doctor. Aww. So there's a lot of iteration that Doyle is a doctor. He's cute with his kids. Isn't he adorable? Uh, so he picks up a paper and uh, reads the headline, and of course he rushes off. <laughs> so we go to the police station. Yep. Or Scotland Yard. Yes. Scotland Yard. Let's yes. get it right. Uh, we're in Maring's office, and he's talking to uh, Gudget, and our Gidget, and he's talking <laughs> about his wife. And Gudget says, "Well, men should show them who is boss." And uh, Maring's like, "You haven't met my wife." Yeah. And he looks up, and Houdini and Doyle are coming at him. Da da da. And okay, continuity. Okay. When you first look up and see them coming towards you, Doyle is in front, Houdini is in the back. Mm-hmm. And then when the next time, because it it. Switches back to uh, Maring and Gudget. Mm-hmm. And then you go back to them coming up to the door. Well, Houdini's in front. Ah. And is opening the door for Doyle. And I'm like, no, no. He was very much behind him. Yeah. And I don't think that Houdini is enough, is, is that much of a gentleman that he would rush up into the front of Doyle. To open the door Just for to him. open the door. Yeah. He's not really so, a gentleman at all. Yeah. Continuity error. Just saying. Uh, so Doyle says that the article caught his eye while Houdini says, I knew it would. So I was waiting here for you. And Maring's like, is this going to happen all the time? 
Yes. Because yes. Yes, it will. Otherwise, there wouldn't be a show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Maring is saying that the boy was hired. Doyle says it could be evidence of life after death. Gudget's saying the boy's just not talking and we're trying to look for an ID. And Inspector's like, oh, well, we could use your help. And so the next thing we see is Doyle looking through records because Houdini's just not gonna. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, that's boring. Not going to do it. No, I'm not here for this. So they have this nice little debate about reincarnation. Um, so this, during this whole conversation, Houdini escapes from handcuffs, which is so adorable. Yeah. And uh, Houdini's like, well, why don't we just go to the boy and ask him about it? Yeah. Instead of sitting here just debating reincarnation. And I was like, well, I could be more persuasive, but the sergeant will only allow officers to interrogate the boy. And Houdini's like, you're right. We have an officer. Dun, dun, dun. So they go looking for Stratton. Yep. And while they're on their way, Doyle wonders if Houdini only came up with this idea so he could talk to her. Doyle is, again, not dumb. No, he's not. Uh, so they make a little bet. Of course they do. Well, they start out with 10 pounds, and Houdini accuses Doyle of being cheap. So they up it to 20. Which, that, that was a lot of money back then. I know, it was. Yeah. So, I mean, even in American dollars, mm-hmm. 20s, like 35 or something. Yeah. I don't know what the current exchange rate, but I always figure it's about a buck fifty, something like that. One, yeah, one, one point five to one. Last time I looked. Uh, anyway, so they see Stratton, and of course Houdini just plunders out in front. So, oh, I'm I'm so sorry to hear about the attempted murder, and he tries to be all compassionate about Lydia, uh, Lydia Bellworth, who was our victim. Oh, and it's such an attack on the entire movement, and blah blah blah. And Doyle's just sitting there going. You're just, and neither one, neither Stratton or Doyle are buying it. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, because she also is not dumb. Yeah, if her eyes could have rolled, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. they would have, her head would have fallen off. Yeah. Uh, but Doyle interrupts and says that the suspect is a young boy and wonders if Stratton would mind, uh, mind trying to talk to him see if, as he might open up to a woman. And again, if Stratton's eyes could have rolled any further, yeah. Um, so she comes this back. This is the ongoing theme of the episode, if you haven't gathered, is feminism. Well, it seems to be an ongoing theme of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. It's having nice to see. two male leads. Because that is something that was rampant back then, was just like, oh, well, little girls do certain things, mm-hmm. and, you know. But Stratton says if she fails, it's because she's a bad interrogator, but if she succeeds, it's because she's a woman. And this so, is why the world needs more Lydia Bellworth. Now, here, I do think her eyes really do roll. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I believe they do. Because she, I mean, she, that's the cage of a lot of this patriarchy bullshit. Yeah. You know, so I think that was There's really a, It's cool. a catch-22 of everything. I think everything. that was really cool that they actually articulated oh, that. Oh, yeah. Well, it also speaks to the writer's yeah. consciousness of the time. Uh, so Stratton goes to talk to the boy, and but he won't respond to any of her questions. But she's being kind of aggressive. Yeah. Uh, so fine, she gets all frustrated, but Doyle and Houdini are watching, so she's got to do something. Yeah. You know, she's got to save face. So finally, she reaches out to the little boy and understands, tells him, so I understand that you're afraid, and don't you want to go home? So he looks up at her and finally gets a response out of him and says that he had to kill her for killing me. Yeah. For him, himself. Um, and so he pulls back the hair on his head, and it looks like a bullet scar. Yeah. On yeah, his head. On his which forehead. I was like, boy, that, that looks awfully, um, awfully bullety. Yep. Just bullety. perfect. Wow. That makes sense. <laughs> bullety. But it looks awfully bullety. 
<laughs> wow. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, words. Okay, so the next scene, uh, Gudget, uh, Gidget, Gid, Gadget, dude. Dude, yeah. Dude, dude. Asshole uh, officer. They're back up in the, the, the office area, and he goes to a Stratton and demands to know what the hell she was doing talking to his suspect. And uh, Doyle's there, and he says that Miss Stratton is an officer, and Gidget laughs at him. Starts to threaten her, but uh, she interrupts saying that the kid's name is Martin Upton, and he's from Allgate. Uh, and he storms off, because that's what they do. <laughs> so, Miss Bellworth uh, comes up and uh, says it would take more than a bullet to stop the cause, and wonders what's going on with her case, as you do. And Houdini tells her that a special group has been put on the case. That would be himself <laughs> and Stratton, and Doyle is just taking notes, which I thought that was hilarious. Uh, and Lydia's very impressed, you know, first female constable. And she's glad to see someone someone take a start on the fortress of masculinity. Yep. And Stratton tells, and of course uh, Stratton tells she's a fan of the movement. And Doyle tells her that they've learned the boy's name. And but Lydia wants to know who the real culprit is behind her attack because she's she's pretty logical about it. I don't mean, they don't they give her the name and she not she doesn't recognize they do it? they do okay up uh, next oh sorry that's okay jump the it's, shark it's, there. no it's cool. Um, but she wants to know who the culprit is behind her attack. And Houdini was like, well, who do you think it is? And she says, it's got to be, you know, from the home office. Yes. Yes. So some government official. So she thinks she thinks it's high up there in the yes. government. And that the kid was given a story in order to distract everyone. Um, so then Houdini uh, asks if the name Martin Upton means anything to her. On my rewatch, she did not react. At all. At yeah. all. Yeah. I saw no change. There in were her. no little tells that no. you go back later and go, aha. There was no, there was no tick. Yeah. Um, but Stratton explains that this little boy's name and Lydia's like, no, I, I don't know him. And, but before she leaves, she tells Doyle that it was a mistake to kill Sherlock. <laughs> and that Houdini's show, uh, that his fortunes are due to gullibility. Yeah. Because his shows are based on that. And he's, yeah. So basically not a fan of either one. No, she's just putting, well, she's, she's raised, she's supporting the woman and putting down the men, which yeah. is not feminist. You don't no. tear down men to raise up women. That's right. not how it works. That's not how it works. Anyway, Houdini says he wants to get the boy back out on the street. Um, and Gudget approaches them. He says he's found the records of Martin Upton from Allgate. He was 29 years years old. He went missing 12 years ago. Da, da, da. Which would make him 41? Yes. 39. Yeah. 40, yeah, 41. Yeah. Math. Maths. Maths. Uh, and he tells them they're on their own. Yep. And walks away again. Uh, he's so Lestrade. Bless yeah, his heart. He, well, he's an asshole Lestrade. Or, no, who's the, no, who's the other one? Dimmick. Dimmick. Yeah. Well, that's reference to BBC Sherlock. Yeah. So anyway, Houdini says that Martin is the uh, is only missing and not dead. <laughs> this would be the the Martin Upton from yes, twelve years ago. And this would be this would be the skepticism coming in. Yes. And Doyle asks him to prove it by finding him. Dun dun dun. Okay, so they take the boy in the handcuffs and they go. They they're going to follow him home. Right. Take us take us to where your home is. Yep. Take us to your leader. <laughs> So they get to the area of, of Allgate, and uh, they take off the boy's handcuffs, and says, show us where you lived. They're going down the road, and then the boy approaches a priest. Poor priest. I know. This poor kid. Or poor guy. Uh, he says his name's Martin Upton, and reminds the priest that he married him 17 years ago to uh, him. You married me and B. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I Beatrice Upton. Yeah, I, I married them. 
And as the kid walks off, he says, uh, say hi to Mrs. Gilby. Whoever the hell that is. I'm a priest's wife, I guess. I don't know. I don't so priest, know. Is, priest is confused. I'm confused. Everybody's confused. Everybody's super confused. Uh, except Houdini. <laughs> Who, does Who even when he's confused, he pretends he's not. Absolutely. Because he's got to keep his cred up. <laughs> he dismisses uh, the claim saying it's not hard to find out the names and that he would say anything if it kept him out of jail for a day. Uh, and Doyle pretends to be shocked that Houdini would lie. <gasps> you wouldn't. No. Uh, Houdini tells Doyle that everyone thinks they're honest, but when they choose half, tr- they choose half truths because it's easier. And Stratton interrupts, saying that she isn't everyone. So this is where the game of truth trade begins. Yes, the truth trade game, which I don't know how that was even important to our story. It wasn't. It, it was made just, it made me uncomfortable. It was adding some romance, and that was unnecessary. In exactly, my and I don't. But at the same time, it was Stratton repelling the romance. Yeah. Well, in a sense, she, well, at the, at the end of the, she didn't, but yeah, um, she was fighting it. Yeah. So they decide they're going to play truth trade. And Houdini asks if she's a virgin. I was Super shocked. Super classy. Well, I was, I was a little shocked. Like, you don't talk about that shit. No. And Doyle's like, that's inappropriate, especially in front of the boy. And Houdini's like, I thought he was 29. Oh, oh, oh. Deflecting. It was super inappropriate. Totally was. And It's Stratton, inappropriate today. Yes, it is. Uh, Stratton finally says that she's not. Very pointedly, very looking him in the eye that she's not. Which takes him aback. And he's like, what the fuck does that mean? Him and Doyle, actually. Yeah. Well, the fact that she even answered it, I think, was, was uh, shocking. Well, and you know, it's kind of tropey that you've got this woman in this male's, male-dominated sphere feeling like she has to be different than other women yes like i can be like one of the guys yes i've had sex i can admit that to you without being embarrassed or so i mean part of it's kind of refreshing but then part of it's just like are you just being that defiant about it because of who's asking I think the writers were looking for something shocking. Yeah. The, the whole truth, again, the whole truth trade thing just left a bad taste in my mouth. I didn't like yeah. it. I didn't care for it. It felt really manipulative. Yeah, it did. Um, so she asks him, uh, why did he ask her something embarrassing rather than something meaningful? And Houdini says he wanted to know how she would react. And Stratton tells him that's not even half truth. So it brings the conversation back around full circle, which right. that was interesting. But did it have to be that particular question? Yeah. I mean... Whatever. And it wasn't even so much that the question that he asked made me uncomfortable. It's the entire truth trade through the whole episode. Yeah. Was uncomfortable for me. But. Yeah. Especially the final manipulation. Yeah. But but we do see that was manipulation. Anyway, yeah. we're getting ahead of ourselves. So a dog comes running through, barking up the boy. Already I was afraid for the dog. The boy calls him Scamp. And he's, I got him when he was a pup. And I'm sitting there thinking... Okay, you've been missing for 12 years. That I dog was thinking was a pup, that, too. And that's a big dog. That's not a little dog. That's a big... That's an old dog. Yeah. But usually, I mean, dog, the bigger the dog, the the less they live. Okay. my mom. Yeah, my mom had a miniature dachshund. I think she was 14 yeah. when she finally had... She was so sick when she finally had a... And that's, that was purebred. Yeah. At 14. Yeah. So, that's a long time for so a purebred like, dog. kind of like a golden size. Yeah. But anyway, already I was like, please yeah. don't kill the dog. Especially in the in the 1900s mm-hmm. when, like, I'm sure the dog food he's eating is not, you know, nutritionally balanced or yeah. anything. Yeah, or sanitary or any of that. Yeah. So, mm. anyway, uh, Doyle sarcastically tells Houdini that he hates it when pets pretend. 
Uh, and Houdini is wondering if uh, Stratton is married. Or he's he's still stuck on Stratton. Yeah. Uh, if he's, but she's I love, married. I love or, the sass that you get from each side when one little detail is like, ha ha, it's my, it's my theory. Oh, they're constantly battling back and forth. Yes. And, and, and we were talking the other day about how it's advertised as a bromance. Yes. Seriously? Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. And this day, and Arwell, Arwell knows. Yes. So, you know he knows. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so Doyle says she was trying to shut him up. Uh, and But Houdini says that would be a pretty big lie. And Doyle counters saying that shutting you up is a pretty big task. It is. And that's, he's like. That's a true statement. He's like, yeah, he doesn't argue with it. No, he no. He can't argue Houdini, with it. I think Houdini. He's aware. He's, a, he's very self-aware. He's aware. He knows. He knows. Okay, so the boy looks up and we see the gates um, that we saw in the dream. Yep. Uh, Those are Arwell's gates. And then we see some more flashes of the dream whatever so they go through the gate and they follow and uh martin founds where he's buried and doyle gets a shovel and starts to dig and houdini gets pickaxe and i'm sitting there thinking why isn't stratton helping and then i'm like oh yeah she's holding the kid yeah because he is still kind of under arrest I'm kind of surprised houdini helped at all i am too he took off his 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 coat and i'm like mm, waistcoats waistcoats mm, so many waistcoats i love waistcoats yeah they wear them very well mm-hmm uh, so the bones, uh, bones revealed, and there's a skull. Da da da. Still don't know how this happened. I don't either, and it bugs the crap out of me that they never ever explained how he knew where he was buried. Yeah. And the bullet wound, how the kid knew the bullet wound was in the exact same place. Yep. I that no. Yep. No, you explained so many other things, but not this. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so uh, Gidget's here. And he picks up the ring he finds in the grave, and he hands it to Stratton, and it says on it, 2MU from BU, which would be Martin Upton, Beatrice Upton. Uh, Doyle congratulates her on finding Martin Upton, but Houdini says that perhaps Lydia wasn't the boy's first victim. Doyle's like, okay, that could be true, but this body's been here at least uh, 10 years. So that's a callback to Doyle saying at the beginning of the episode that he's a, he's a doctor. Yes. So that I think it was important that they establish that. Yeah. And if they hadn't, this would have been a little harder to buy yeah especially if you're not familiar with conan doyle's background yes as a as a viewer yeah, as a ca- yeah somebody who's not real familiar with author yeah. Conan doyle so that makes sense because if you but don't I'm glad know, they set it up yeah because if you don't know you're just like that's the guy that wrote sherlock holmes what what the fuck is he talking about that you know exactly yeah. but he uh he was doctor yeah and um so yeah but the fact, still the fact that they didn't explain how he knew where the body was. Yeah. Still is just. That doesn't sit well mm. with me. Uh, maybe they'll explain it in a future episode. Mm, maybe. Probably I not. I doubt it. Yeah, probably not. So Houdini's, <laughs> so Houdini's frustrated and he's saying that the killer must have shown the boy where the body was. And Doyle's like, well, why would a killer do that? And Houdini's like, I don't know yet. And Stratton says they must tell the next of kin. And Martin's like, oh, she's just up there. And runs. Yep. I'm like, why is this boy running? Yeah. So the boy and the dog run off and they go up to apartment three. And Stratton's like, well, that's the address we have. <gasps> and knock on the door, nobody's home. And they start discussing the pros and cons of breaking in. And Stratton's like, yeah. uh, I'm a cop. Yeah. Dude. And Martin finds the spare key and opens the door. Yeah. May- renders the entire conversation moot. Yeah. And they're like, oops. My bad. So once they get inside, Martin says that she hasn't changed a thing. I'm assuming she being the chick who lives there. I'm like, how yeah. is she still living there 12 years later? Yeah. I don't know. Um, so Doyle begin, begins to be sympathetic towards the boy. 
Um, but Houdini is like, well, he just tried to kill someone and explain it with mumbo jumbo. And the dog is seen eating out of a bowl with the name Scamp, Scamp on it. Written so he was it. right about the dog. <gasps> da, da, da. Or at least the dog's name. Lots of coincidences here. Yeah. Uh, Stratton finds some paintings in the apartment and compliments them. And Martin's like, oh, thanks. That's how I, I did made those. My, it's how I made a living. Yeah. So Doyle finds evidence of uh, whoever that it was a professional painter because of the campamine. Right. Because it gives a more true light. Yeah. Or whatever. And I'm like, boy, that's awfully specific. Yeah. That's oddly specific. specific. Uh, so they recognize one of the ladies in the pictures as Lydia. And then they hear the cock. I did not see it. I really didn't either. I mean, it could have been, but it was it just. It could have been a lot of ladies. It was a dark haired woman. Yeah. That, that's why I was like. Eh. Yeah. I was like. Mm. Photograph maybe, but yeah. You know. So anyway, story. Yeah. So they hear a gun cocking and guess who's home? Me. And so Stratton tries to calm the situation, saying she's a police officer, but the lady's like, got nothing doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Martin approaches her, says, it's me, Martin, and she drops the gun. I'm like, yeah, that, that didn't go like, over well. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so the next scene, we kind of have a cut scene. And Stratton's telling Beatrice, you know, they, apparently that they found her husband. Are you sure it's him? And so she shows her the ring. And so she seems... Uh, kind of grateful that you know after all these years of, of not knowing what happened because yeah. apparently she she must have thought he had run, run off, off on her with yeah. some woman so yeah so uh houdini asks her about the paintings and she admit beatrice admits that oh he had a wandering eye and he was smitten with lydia um but beatrice says she wasn't the only one so apparently mm. he liked to fool around yeah um but the only fight that they ever had was the night he went missing and that martin broke a uh, a mug it was an accident, but Lydia hit him, but Martin hit her back for the first time. So he I'm thinking. never hit me before. So I'm thinking, so you've hit him before? Yeah. So that, that's okay. Again, that's not good either, kids. No, no you should never hit anybody. Um, but it scared Martin, and the fact that he hit her apparently scared him. He ran out the door. Yeah. But uh, she's feeling all guilty because she said, I never want to see you again. And so Houdini asks about the gun, and apparently he's going to accuse her of you know, shooting Martin. She's like, no, it was my, you know, it was my father's gun. Uh, he was in the, war, some war. Bayo, no, it wasn't the Bayo War. That was, that was the one that Doyle wrote about. Um, Crimean or something like that. I don't know. Some, some war. Uh, I can't remember. Right you know, the Brits, they were always They're trying always to conquer some shit. I know, they did too. Uh, but they, she she didn't kill her husband. Mm-hmm. And Houdini says that uh, Lydia stole Beatrice's husband. She must hate her for that. And Houdini accuses her of finding the boy and using him to try and kill Lydia. And Beatrice is like, nope, didn't do it. Never seen the boy before. Not me. And apparently people just take people at their word. I guess. I guess. Um, <laughs> so Stratton says that um, Miss Bellworth has some, she got some explaining to do. Uh-huh. Because she totally knew the Upton guy and she said she didn't. She said she didn't. So uh, the boy... <sighs> approaches Beatrice and reaches up and touches but you're the only one I ever loved that was really creepy coming from a kid yeah it was and I was. I'm sure the kid was, did well he did and he was I'm a great sh- actor I'm sure it was probably meant to be that way but oh I was sure like, it was squicky it was very squicky okay so they go to visit Lydia because and they handcuff Martin to the railing outside we're calling him Martin because we don't know what else to call him yeah uh to the railing outside and so they go in to talk to Lydia and he uh, Houdini explores that they found explains that they found the paintings and want to know why she lied. <gasps> and uh, so Stratton tells her that the boy's attack on Lydia could be connected to the Martin Upton murder. 
Murder. Murder. Uh, Lydia seems confused and they tell her Martin had been murdered and they found his body. And so Lydia's like, oh, well, it was a lifetime ago and he was handsome. Like, that makes it okay or but something. But yeah, like, you So know. they had an affair. And she knew it was a mistake the moment it happened, so she ended it. And uh, she was nervous as it, she didn't want to say anything because it would have reflected on her reputation. Yep. And but that there was a difference that men, it was okay for men to have affairs but not women. And, and that is true. It's true. Even to this day. Yeah. It's still true. Yeah. And that's stupid. So uh, Lydia tells her that her affair with Martin was not his only one. And there was a, another heavy set blonde girl. Yep. And that was all she knew about her. So they leave. So, but of course that's another lie. Uh, so Houdini goes to the boy and he says, I'm surprised you're still in these handcuffs. <clears throat> and does this little hand twist. Yes. I was like, <laughs> you're an idiot, Houdini. I was like, this is stupid. You, you have to show this off. This is so bad. You have oh, of course. to show off. Well, I think he's trying to gain the boy's trust. Could be. But that was a bad move. Gain it by buying him ice cream. I know, right? Okay, so they go to the subway. Um, which is it's fun because a lot of these scenes make me think of Assassin's Creed Syndicate. I know, because... <laughs> the carriages and stuff. Even though it's a slightly different time frame, but yeah. Still, yeah. It, it, the look of it. Yeah, exactly. Is fun. Um, so they go to the subway. And so they're talking, oh, well, we need to find this blind. No, really? Uh, <laughs> and Houdini says that Lydia lied to them before, and he thinks that she's lying about the blonde. She's trying to cover up. Stratton says she had a good reason for lying. Because Stratton's very much like, I like this lady. I like what she stands for. Let's give her the benefit of the doubt. But as a cop, she shouldn't be forgiving of the lie so quickly. Exactly. In my opinion. So that bothered me. Yeah. Uh, so Houdini's like, oh, let's, let's have another truth trade. And I'm like, no. <sighs> let's not. Let's not. Um, so she agrees. Right. And Houdini says, in my experience, a woman works for three reasons. She's broke, she can't get a husband, or she's desperate to make a statement. Yeah. And then he points out, well, you know, her a sapphire, sapphire ring, mm -hmm. uh, you know, so she has that. Uh, given her beauty. It's not that she can't find not that a husband. She can't find a husband. So what is she trying to prove? Yeah. And Doyle just says, I'm ashamed to be a man. Yeah. As well he should be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Stratton says she's only trying to prove that women have nothing to prove. Just let that sink in. Yeah. Okay. So Stratton asks uh, her. It's her turn. So yeah. she says uh, to Houdini, says, you're one of the greatest entertainers in the world. You're beloved by millions. And yet I, I sense a feeling of unhappiness. And, and a pain like that can only come from certain places. And I've seen how much you love your mother. So my question is, what did your father do to you? And his look, like, I know he says, I love my dad. I love my dad very but much. that look on his face Screams. said otherwise. Says yes. there is some shit that. Some shit going down. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, we go back to Doyle's house and his housekeeper, maid, maid house nanny, somebody. person. Uh, tells Doyle that his daughter has been didn't go to school that day, so he storms off to her room. He says, "We're not put up with you playing truant. What's going on?" And she starts to cry. It was like, "Please fucking hug your daughter." And so Doyle shows a little compassion and says that he's worried about her and doesn't want her running away to Aldgate. And Mary's like, "What?" Yeah, she's like, "I don't say anything about that. I just didn't want to go to school today, Dad. Huh? Don't make it weird." What? Yeah, That's, he's just just an example. Yeah. So Doyle tells her if she promises to go tomorrow, he'll forget about it, everything that happened today. They yeah. agree. Turns off light and they go to bed. Yeah, she goes to bed. So um, I'm assuming it's the next day, and or maybe even that night. But Gadget uh, storm, storms over to Stratton. Yeah. What did you do with the boy? 
Yep. Oh, I. She's like, I left him handcuffed. Thomas custody desk ten minutes ago, and he drops the empty handcuffs on her desk. Damn it, Houdini! She should have known that. Yeah, that that would happen. Yeah. Apparently, this kid is a very quick study. Apparently so. Damn. That child needs to channel his efforts into something, not what he's doing. Uh, <laughs> not this. Not this. I know, right? Uh, so we go to we're in Maring's office, and Gadget's the one in trouble. Um, and he's taking it. Yeah. He's not sitting, he's not pointing Blaming. fingers. He's not sitting there. It's her fault. It's her fault. Yeah. He's just silently standing there. Yeah. And I thought, I think that says something about Gudget. I think it does too. I was, kind I, don't, of, I was I'm really not, surprised. I'm not sure what it says about him. But I was, I was very surprised that he didn't turn So I'm hoping, yeah, I'm hoping that doesn't go away. Yeah. I would like to get some development out of Gudget. I know, right? That would be he's nice. He's kind of cute too. Even though uh, his hair yeah, is ridiculous. Gadget and Stratton could get married. If have he turns poli- out to be a good guy. Have a little police I ha- I'm, I'm withholding judgment on him at this point. Yeah. he c- Hopefully they develop him some- into something more than a one-dimensional, like, I don't like lady cops yeah. kind of deal. All right. So, uh, Maring's f- furious, as obvious. But Stratton trusts... He's Stratton generally trust- just furious. He's, he, he's yeah. not a happy bunny most of the time. It's it's his state. It's his normal state of being. Yeah. But Stratton tries to say, it's my fault. And then Houdini tries to say, no, it's my fault. And Doyle's like, mm, it's not my fault. <laughs> uh- <laughs> and everybody's like, shut the fuck up, Houdini. But Maring's like, he was under Gudget's, you know, supervision. He should. He was responsible. Right, right. Because he's the lead on the case. Exactly. And he will be reporting to Lydia that her attempted murder escaped. And Maring's like, he may be trying to finish the job that he started. And then Doyle's like, oh, well, there might be this other woman. Yeah. And Stratton's like, there's a heavyset blonde, to which Maring sarcastically tells Gudget to bring in all the heavyset blondes in London. Yeah. Or put guards around all of them. Yeah. And so they, uh, Maring asks if they found the boy's parents. And Stratton's like, well, I might have some luck with that. Okay. She had noticed the boy straining to see things. Yes. Which they did show mm-hmm. back in Beatrice's apartment. And she's got a good eye for detail. This she does. This is not the first time they're, she's noticed something like they're, that. They're playing her a little Sherlocky. Yeah, they are. Which I enjoy. Yeah. She's got the dark hair. So. Yeah. Uh, and says he might may normally wear glasses. Mm-hmm. So she double-checked the reports and believes his name to be Peter, Peter Bennett. And that his parents reporting him missing just a few days ago. Yep. Dun, dun, dun. Yep, yep, yep. So they get in their carriage, which they probably could have walked faster. But Houdini complains <laughs> about the traffic in the city, and I'm like, there was no traffic yeah. anywhere near. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, Doyle breaks the tension by asking uh, Stratton if she uh, if she'd ever played truant. Yeah. When she was younger, and Doyle is like, okay, either your daughter's skipping school. Or you're picturing her in her uniform. I'm like, do you have to be that creepy? Yeah, Houdini's kind of like he's a problematic fave. He, he's yeah, he's he's getting a little creepy. He needs he needs some manners lessons. Like I want to just look at him and be like, you wouldn't say that in front of your mama, would you? No, he would not. Mm-hmm. I, he's just this. This just shows that Houdini and, and Doyle are so in love. Yeah. So um, hashtag married. <laughs> so Doyle admits that. Uh, well, uh, Stratton says that um, she did. So one time was for a bad haircut, and the other time's because my best friend talked me into going to the fair. Mm-hmm. And Houdini's like, I skipped all the time, if and it I, didn't do me any harm no. at all. He said, if I stayed in school, I'd be a teacher making fifteen dollars a week, uh, a truly successful self-made man. Or men, you know, they're only only they, self-made men are truly successful. Yeah, words. Uh, Stratton gets annoyed with the emphasis on man. Yeah. And uh, she says, a woman without an education has no chance. So, Houdini yeah. wonders why Doyle's 
uh, what Doyle's wife had to say about it. And that's when Doyle reveals that his wife has tuberculosis and has been in a coma for six months. I don't think tuberculosis comas are a thing. I, 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 that just. Or she's, well, he says she's been unresponsive. She, he doesn't say coma. Yeah. So let's go take a look at tuberculosis. Because I I don't know that that just kind of jangled some other wrong bells just when I watched this. uh, I was just like, I don't know that that's a thing. Well, while I'm looking, um, I do want to point out that the woman who played his wife in the last episode Mm -hmm. is the actor's wife. Oh, Mm -hmm. I found that out today. Yep. I found out today. Uh, I'm looking for. I think it's a thing. Is it? Uh, I got a hit off of tuberculosis meningitis comatose. I was just looking for um, symptoms. I don't know. It might be a real thing. I don't know. Um, But while you're looking up at at that, like, I don't need words. You've Um, been around me too long. (laughs) I just wanted to remind everybody that uh, they can actually, in fact, send us real live feedback about Houdini and Doyle. They can? Yeah. How would they do that? They can email us at randomtpodcasts at gmail.com. What about Twitter at randomtcasts? Or on Tumblr at randomtpodcast.tumblr.com. Or Facebook at facebook.com slash randomtpodcasts. Yeah, and if you don't want to really remember any of the 50 things that we just flung at you, uh, you can go to randomtpodcast.com and find all that crap. Oh, well, you know what? If they visit our website... They can find our other podcasts. We have so many other podcasts. So many. Uh, so we also podcast for Gotham. And Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. Um, we are done now with Sleepy Hollow and Agent Carter now that Agent Carter got officially canceled. Um, but they're out there for your for your back catalog pleasure. Um, we also cast for uh, Random Movies. Um, and then Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. <gasps> Civil War. Civil War. Yeah, Civil we're recording War. Civil War later today, so. Yeah, I'm excited. That'd be awesome. Did I miss um, any of them? Yes. What did I miss? Neurological symptoms range from, oh, I'm sorry. Oh. I'm back to tuberculosis. Sorry. Uh, neurological symptoms range from lethargy and agitation to coma. Okay, well, I stand corrected. TB coma is a thing. It is a thing. Okay, I'm sorry. What? Um, did I miss any of them? I don't think so. Okay. I was only half listening because I was looking up tuberculosis. Symptoms. I know you are. Okay. Yeah, no, I got all four shows and then the movies. Yeah, okay. Okay, cool. Yeah, yay! So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, do please talk to us. We love feedback. We'd love some Houdini and Doyle feedback if you've watched the show. I know it's already aired in the UK. Yeah. Uh, so, that would be awesome. Or, you know, we, we will read new feedback from an old episode on the next one, too. Yes, we have been known to do that in the past. Yeah, so... Uh, do we need to pimp anything else? Uh, our Amazon link. <gasps> yes, you can go to our website and there is this nice big huge banner right there. And if you click on it and go and order something from Amazon, you will get some pennies. And it won't cost you anything extra if, yeah. so if like you're ordering from Amazon anyway. We would appreciate the support because yeah. we still have to host our website. Yeah. And that costs money. Because so we do unlimited storage for you guys. So we you do. Can so you can have everything at any given point in time. Always and forever. For example, uh, Agent Carter... Yeah, uh, will not be renewed, so we just have the two seasons, but we will keep those out there. Yeah, in case anybody wants to listen to that. There you go, because it's awesome. Yeah. Um, and I also wanted to let everybody know that we are on a butt-ton of sites now. Yeah, we, we are. are. on uh, iTunes. And Stitcher and Pocket Casts. But we're also now on Overwatch. Um, I'm working on getting us on Google Play, um, and I'm working on getting us on TuneIn as well. 
Um, and the cool thing about TuneIn is when that finally, uh, when, we, when we get all our casts out there, um, you'll be able to play it from your handy-dandy uh, Amazon Alexa. Which you can order through Amazon. Yeah. See, bringing it back Speak, full circle. Bringing it back. Yep. Yeah, you, you do that link. Um, so, yeah. We I love, We I, both have one and we love them. Yes. I have two. Yeah. So. <laughs> you have an Echo and a Baby Echo. I do. I have the, um, I have the Alexa and the, the Echo. What is it? The, the dot. dot. Is it the dot? It's the dot. Okay. Yeah, that's the one that's in my bedroom. Because yeah. there she is. She's right there. Yeah. And I love her. I make people listen to Hamilton. Yeah. <laughs> so. so there you go. So yeah. So. Yay. Sorry, I just wanted to. No, it's important we, for we were... people to know where we can be found. So when they go to their friends and say, oh, you need to listen to this podcast. Yeah. Because you should be telling your friends about us. You absolutely should. I know, right? If you're not, then judging you. <laughs> if you're not, then please. We really need to pick, uh, post a picture of our poster of Arthur Conan Doyle, the judging you one. Oh, yes. Yeah. We, we can do that, um, this one or in the next one. Yeah. Because we'll it's fun. That. It'll be great. So. All right. Anything else? Nope. I think that's it. Okay. On with the recap. On with the recap. So they get out of the, the carriage. Yeah. And they make their way inside. And I think I just unplugged your laptop. Yeah, you did. Okay. That's awesome. Um, and they meet with Peter's parents. Yep. Because Peter's his name. Yep. That is indeed the boy and they're like we found him but we don't know where he is yeah we found him and then we didn't i think they were hoping he would go home i think it was purely so they wouldn't have to have the kid with them to because if they would have just said okay we found your son here you go and handed him off to the parents there wouldn't have been the rest of the episode that's true i can see that as a plot point yeah yeah um but they have no idea where he is and they were like oh so he was involved in a shooting and so mom is like well we knew he was troubled he used to be this happy creative child but about a year ago Mm -hmm. he changed he became distant he started missing school and it became more and more frequent and um and again this is a parallel with doyle's little girl yes and doyle's like oh i don't like this yeah this is not good and the parents tried talking to peter and it didn't help and they were treating him like they were strangers and they hope you know think it was a phase that it would pass yeah so houdini asks if they have any idea why he would attack lydia but they're like so they're like okay well let's go look in his room right because that's what you do so they find these drawings now are those were the drawings that they found actually peter's drawings i think so i don't see why they wouldn't be for his parents well i was i had a thought that maybe they were ones that he had stolen from uh, Martin's from, from collection. The apartment, yeah. yeah. But surely his parents saw him drawing. Yeah. I think he was an exceptionally gifted child. Because you don't just pick up drawing. Well, and his mom made the point of saying he was a creative child. Uh-huh. So I That's took true. it that he w- he, it was him emulating Martin. There's that. Um, being the parent and the daughter of artists. Yeah. Um, it's not something you don't just snap your fingers and start drawing. Yeah. It doesn't just happen. Yeah. It takes lots and lots of practice. Yeah, that's so, true. So, yeah. So, okay. So, it would be his drawings then. Okay. Um, uh, but Houdini finds uh, a journal up on top of the wardrobe. Because that's where he used to keep his French postcards. He was a naughty, naughty person. Yes, he was. And he just keeps proving it over and over. Over and over again. Uh, but the journal is not Peter's. It's Martin's. And he dramatically thumps it on the table like ha because he's got it open yeah and then he closes it puts it on the table and opens it again i'm like drama oh oh houdini much, is so drama much well it's all in the presentation that's true that's very true okay so they they speculate that peter broke into beatrice house and stole the journal learned everything there was to know about martin because it's smart to leave the journal of all of your affairs laying around wherever so this is where i got questiony okay 
What led that kid to that apartment, to that journal? Fate? Spirit guides? I mean, because... Doyle I, tells you it's spirit guides. Well, I understand the connection. And we got the connection later on in the plot. I don't see what led the kid there in the first place. To that specific... Yes. Plot. That just happened pure to be... Pure plot. It's pure plot. You're using logic. I know. Pure plot. Pure plot. Because if he didn't go to that one, there'd be no story. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, but anyway, Houdini says it's not about reincarnation. It's about obsession. And they find the drawing of the blonde. Okay, so uh, we cut to that night. And somebody's breaking into Lydia's office. <gasps> it's Houdini. Of course it is. So he cracks open her safe, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I love that kind of crap. And then we see, we flash to Peter loading a gun. Mm-hmm. Why he hadn't already loaded it, whatever. Um, <laughs> okay, so if he had the gun... Okay, so he shoots Lydia. Mm-hmm. Okay? He has the gun there. Well, they arrest him. What happened to the gun? Where, did they not take the gun into evidence? Maybe it's that easy for so, or a does, young or, child to obtain another gun. Or did, or did he pick up Lydia's father's gun? Because he's been... We already know that he's broken into her apartment before. So could he have broken in? Not Lydia's father's gun, but uh, Beatrice's gun. Beatrice's. Yeah. The, one, the gun Beatrice had. Yes. Yes. The one from Martin's apartment. That's probably more likely. Okay. I'll take it. Was I, see, I didn't notice. Was it that really big? Because that, that was a pretty impressive weapon. Mm-hmm. I didn't notice. That would have been mm. unwieldy for a little one to wield. Yeah. And he's loading. And he was very specifically lo- Anyway. Yeah. So uh, Stratton's sitting at her desk back at the station. Scotland Yard. And Houdini comes to visit. He's like, I saw the light on. I was hoping it was you. Creepy. Creepy. Hey, creepy. creepy. Uh, she says, I haven't found anything yet. And he's like, oh, well, I may have something that can help. And if we play another truth trade, you can have it. And I'm like, dude. Dude. And, okay, I won't. Just, son, just don't. So the question, you know, they're going to do it at the same time. They write on a piece of paper. What's your biggest fear? Yep. And Stratton's answer is being unloved. And Houdini's answer is the same. <gasps> and so she's like, oh, yeah. she gives that whole like, oh, maybe I've misjudged you look. And you're no, like, no, no. You've judged him exactly correctly, yes, honey. I promise you. Absolutely correct. So then I start talking about the evidence. And Lydia explains that, uh, Houdini explains that Lydia was married to Bellworth, who died two years ago and left her fortune. She's yeah. like, everybody knows that. He was thrown from a horse, so she can't, so she didn't. It's not like it. she did it. Exactly. Houdini's like, okay, but do you know about her first husband, who was also dead? And she's like, no. And he explains the safe in her office proves she, um, that she has a lot of money or a lot of secrets and that she has both. Because guess yeah. what? He's broke into it. So the first marriage was in 1892 and three years later she buried him. And so Stratton's like, what was her maiden name? Durst. Durst. So Stratton starts, apparently has read the entire journal in one day. And she That's comes. That's so a Stratton thing to do, though. Isn't it, though? Uh, and there's an entry that Dursty and McGuire fought over. Uh, found out about each other. Yeah, and they and they started, you know, I don't know who they out. hate more, each, each other or me. Yeah. It's yes. you, buddy. It's you, buddy. Um, so they knew about each other. And so Stratton thinks that the blonde must be McGuire. So, all they need is an address. And so, she goes to find the Yellow Pages. Apparently. So, uh, so we go to the... It's still nighttime. So, we go out into the streets. And there's these shadows. And somebody's sneaking around. And they sneak into this apartment building. And it's like the camera's point of view. And we look yeah. at all these different doors. Which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. It's very. It's a very Arwell thing to do. Yeah. And so, we go to... Go into Marjorie McGuire's apartment. 
because it has her name right there on the door. And there's a lady standing there with her back to the door. And somebody just walks. You hear the door open and she just leaves her back to the door. Yeah. Just, you know. And I'm going, that's not her. That's not. That's such a bad wig. Yeah. Please be, please be Houdini. Please be Houdini. Please be Houdini. And it was. You know, he was like begging them to let him dress up. I was begging them to let him. Yes, Yes. please. It was perfect. Yeah. So the intruder shoots and uh, it's Houdini. And, uh, but it turns out that the um, intruder is actually Lydia. (gasps) And, uh, but luckily for Houdini, he's wearing this protective vest and tells Lydia that she set her movement back a hundred years. Yeah. Um, Stratton says to her that you've played into the hands of your detractors. Lydia says that's why she had, that's why I had to go there because once, you know, founding, found Martin's body, it wouldn't be long before they found out what the truth was. And that would be the end of her life. More importantly, she'd be expelled. I mean, her work. (laughs) Okay, Hermione Granger. (laughs) Uh, Doyle says he understands and that once she threw the suspicion on Marjorie, she had to kill her before she could clear her name. Right. So, sarcastically, Marjorie says that Lydia was um, very noble, but calls her a filthy bitch. And (laughs) I loved him. It wasn't just a fling. And Lydia's like, it wasn't a fling. I was carrying his baby. Okay. Just because you're pregnant does not mean it was not a fling. That's an excellent point. That one does not beget the other. No. No. Well, one begets the other. The other one does not beget the other. Right. You can have a fling to have the baby if the baby doesn't make it less a fling. Anyway. Yes. So when she told him, asked him to marry her, and he laughed at her. And so she came back with a gun. But the day she gave birth was the end of it. Stratton's like... Was the birth date March 3rd, 1890? How did you know that? The baby was stillborn. My mother saw it with her own eyes. And Houdini's like, yeah. Yeah, no. that's not that's not what happened, babe. Um, but they need to find the boy. And Doyle says he knows where he could be. Okay, boy, it wrapped up in a neat little bow real fast. Super fast. That was probably my biggest Super. complaint with this episode. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So they find the boy um, sleeping. Mm-hmm. And Doyle snatches the gun from him before... The boy kid can get to it. And Stratton wonders how he knew Peter would be there. Joel says he remembered the boy smelled like the camphamine mm-hmm, from before. From, yeah. And Beatrice would have kept it in the cellar due to its volatility. Twelve years later. She's still keeping paint supplies for him. But I guess. What else? Uh, Houdini says it's childlike. And Joel says he prefers elementary. Da, da, da. Elementary, my dear Houdini. Yep. Now let's make out. Um. So he's on the way out. And... Uh, touches the boy's shoulder, says, you were right, it was Lydia that killed uh, Martin. Um, but you're not his reincarnation. Um, the boy is actually Martin's son. Yeah. But, and so he's like, um, so my father's dead and my mother murdered him. And, and they're like, no, no your you parents, have a mother and your father. parents are right over here. So he was adopted. I just really, it's just like a tiny little bow. And that's, that's the thing that killed me. Like I could even maybe figure this out I, like, I, I would give it a pass if somehow he figured out he was adopted, tried to track down his birth parents, came See, upon now this journal, mm-hmm. so but they didn't explain any of that. Like, it, they just left it up like he just happened to stumble upon this apartment and find this journal and decide that it was him. And, like, there were, they just didn't explain was, how he got there. And they never explained how he knew where the body was buried. No, they didn't. Because that would sa- not have been but in they the journal. Say, but they did say that they didn't know how he knew. Yeah, that's true. So, anyway, they take him back home and is oh, yeah, and Lydia's dropping the charges. Everybody's happy. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she better. Um, she'll get her, a, I don't know how much of a cut sentence it'll get her, but whatever. Yeah. 
Um, so they're walking away from the house, and Houdini says, everything's been explained. They didn't have to rely on the paranormal to do it, except for the birthmark. Well, Doyle calls it a birthmark, and Houdini calls it a self-inflicted scar. Yeah. Um, but also the burial site. Yeah. And Houdini says it's not reincarnation, but Doyle says, no, but it could be proof of spirit guides. Yep. And Doyle asks Houdini if he doesn't, if he takes no comfort at thinking that you get a second chance. And Houdini replies that it takes the same amount of comfort knowing that the safety net below him is imaginary, insists on a final truth trade. And he just wants to know if Stratton will join him for dinner. <sighs> and she just smiles and i'm sitting there going no no and don't she does. do it she does well not yet well, Dola goes home and the maid is like she didn't go to school again today and so he goes and talks to her uh well before he does she hands him this little flyer and it's uh welcomes mothers this week yeah and he realizes yeah. so he goes up there and he's like i'm sorry i didn't realize you know why didn't she just tell him well little kids man. i yeah no I didn't let out um, my bath water for a year because I was afraid of Pennywise. And, like, every time my parents asked me about it, I was like, oh, I forgot. <laughs> so, I mean, little kids, man. True. Good point. Good point. Um, so, Dola visits her. Says she's sorry for being so thick. Should have known it was about her. Should He should have known it was about her mother. How should he have known? Anyway, he, he's like, I'm sorry that I didn't realize that anybody could miss her as much as I do. And <laughs> It's really sweet. It is. I like how he is with his little ones. Oh, I am too. He's trying so hard. I mean, he's yeah. just, basically he's a single father. Yeah. So, and his wife is sick. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so Stratton and Houdini went to dinner. He's got a glass of milk. She's got a beer. Yeah. I just think that's interesting. I, think, I thought that was very interesting. It was very telling. Yeah. I don't know what it tells me. But, it but it's telling. <laughs> or he's drinking white paint. I'm not sure which it is. Um, he says he has a confession to make. And she's like, uh, is it that uh, the date was a bet? And he's like, oh, how did you know? <laughs> so you were too persistent and Doyle was too interested. Mm-hmm. Um, but Houdini's like, but you came anyway. And she's like, what did she want to know about the, the unloved thing and so he pulls out all these other ones out of his pocket losing family losing a child spiders he said it wasn't a trick as much as it was a delusion um and he says too bad about lydia um but then he tells stratton the story of robert houdin houdin um the greatest magician who ever lived that he even named himself after him this is a true story this is true yeah yeah i looked Um, this up however i kind of already a couple of years ago when i started studying uh doyle and the supernatural yeah and how houdini was tied up in it yeah i learned about this then um that was the the uh the panel we went to yeah spiritualism beacon yeah so that was that was very interesting that was a good panel um but he says the more he studied his act he realized that it wasn't really skill it was just cheap tricks yeah and in short he was a fraud and stratton says you know well, that hurts when you your idols fall like that. And he says, well, you have to remember skeletons in one closet doesn't make you any less, your cause any less worthy. And um, he tells her that she should be the next face of the movement. So Stratton asks, how does he know that she doesn't have any skeletons in her closet? He says, well, I don't. And then they like clink their glasses and pan yeah. out. And yeah, it's the end of the episode. Unnecessary het romance. I know. She's going to turn out to be a lesbian. That's fine. I'm, I'm okay, okay with that. Because <laughs> you know why? Why? Because I already shipped Doyle Dini. I know, right? Because I've decided that that is their ship that name. That is their ship name. 
And I'm okay with that. Yep. They're so cute and adorable together. I know. They really are. They're already an old married couple. So I'm looking forward to next. Uh, so they're they're wrapping up all of their stories very neatly. Yeah. In each episode. Yeah. And we've only got 10 episodes. But well, and I think that's the kind of thing that needs to happen in a short run. You don't have the luxury of doing these multiple, multiple episode well, arcs within your season. But I'm expecting a big bad to come in that's going to kind of overshadow the like rest of Like a Moriarty type yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah, because generally, even with a short miniseries like this, there's still an overall like story. Unifying, yeah. And there yeah. doesn't seem, to, other than, okay, so yeah, Doyle's looking for proof of the supernatural and Houdini's trying to prove against it. That's still not a story you know a 10 episode story arc yeah i'm expecting some kind of a big bad to come in in the next couple of episodes i hope to so shadow this whole thing we and i need some i mean sure these cute little story they're cute yeah i need something but i need yeah i need something bigger yeah so yeah i would hope for not not i don't mean moriarty himself but i was thinking the same thing a moriarty s type yeah character that would carry over through yeah several episodes that would be interesting yeah so yeah, they're, it's it's a cute show. I'm enjoying it a lot. Mm-hmm. I want more. Yeah. Maybe more I'm ex- maybe I'm expecting too much. Maybe. So, anyway, that's my opinion. Okay. That's all I got. That's the end of the recap. That's all I have too. Okay. All right. Thank you for listening, guys. Thanks, guys.